Millions of Americans practice meditation on a regular basis, and many find it helpful. Is meditation just a new age fad, or is there some science that makes such a positive difference? Joining us from London is James Kingland. He's Guardian Science Editor and a longtime science and medical journalist, and he's author of Siddhartha's Brain, Unlocking the Ancient Science of Enlightenment. James, there have been many research studies showing the benefits of regular meditation. Uh, one study I just saw said that the brains of middle-aged meditators appear to be younger. Clearly, something happens in meditation that goes beyond simple relaxation. What is the science behind this? Well, what they found is that people who meditate for many years appear to have a thicker cortex in certain key parts of the brain. So what appears to be happening is that meditating protects your brain from the usual thinning that comes with aging. So that's one thing. Another thing is meditation appears to increase the activity of an enzyme called telomerase, which is involved in rebuilding the ends of chromosomes, which wear down every time the cell replicates itself. So that's another possible way in which meditation might slow the aging process. But for now, we don't have any really hard and fast evidence, but there are some good signs. It might do you good and help you keep the Grim Reaper at bay, at least for a few years longer anyway. Now, Siddhartha is actually maybe a name people don't recognize, but this is actually an individual who is better known by another name. That's right. It's the Buddha. Before he became the Buddha, he was simply uh, Siddhartha Gautama, just a regular Indian guy living in ancient India near the border with what is now Nepal. And we have him to thank in large part for what we now know as mindfulness. Most people consider enlightenment a spiritual experience. Does meditation require religion or can it be purely secular? It can be completely secular. There's no need whatsoever for it to be religious. In fact, it's simply tapping into a universal ability of the human brain to be mindful, to be aware of itself and to resist mind wandering. And so it's a universal. It has nothing to do particularly with Buddhism or particularly with Hinduism or any other religion. It's simply tapping into a common ability of the brain to be more mindful and to be better as a result. The world is so full of distractions and all of us have busy schedules. What advice do you have for someone who would like to meditate but just don't seem to have the time for it? My advice would be start small. Start with maybe just five minutes a day. Um, you don't have to go too far, too fast. As long as you practice regularly, set aside a particular time every day to simply calm your thoughts, relax, sit somewhere quiet, and you can either focus on your breath or you can focus on a mantra or you can focus on a movement as in yoga. But my recommendation would be don't try to go too far, too fast. And don't be too disheartened if you find your mind wanders. In a way, that's the whole point, noticing that your mind has wandered despite your attempts to stay focused on the breath, for example. So once you start noticing, then that's a sign of progress. You've used the word mindfulness a number of times. How do you define mindfulness? Well, it's been defined as a way of paying attention deliberately to present moment experience in a non-judgmental fashion. So 
you take experience as it comes. You don't elaborate upon it. You simply accept it. As a science editor, have you gotten any blowback from other scientists in terms of talking about meditation, or is it pretty much considered a science at this point? I haven't had any negative reactions. I've had a few people fall silent when I told them I was writing a book about meditation and the clinical science of uh, mindfulness, but I haven't had any outright criticism from anybody because I think. The recognition now is that this work is being published in mainstream journals such as The Lancet, and it's being conducted by serious scientists. James Kingland, Guardian Science editor and a longtime science and medical journalist, and author of Siddhartha's Brain: Unlocking the Ancient Science of Enlightenment. James, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. To get more information about our guests and topics, you can find InfoTrack online at talkzone.com. InfoTrack is a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. Internet services provided by Pear.com. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporter Roy Mackey and our executive producer Randy Meyer. I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.